a well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Buried Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad you're with us on the program today. We're going to be talking with Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie. He uh, hopped in his car and headed down to Boston Common, joined by hundreds of other gun owners on Wednesday as they were rallying in opposition to uh, HD 4420, the, I mean, it's not just carry killer legislation. It is Second Amendment killing legislation in Massachusetts. This is the bill that uh, Democrats were trying to ram through before the August recess. The opposition from gun owners and law enforcement across the state sort of derailed that effort to uh, swiftly uh, send this bill to Governor Maura Healy's desk, but they are back at it behind closed doors trying to uh, retool this particular piece of uh, gun control legislation. Meanwhile, the state Senate working on an omnibus gun control package of their own. And uh, yesterday, the Gun Owners Action League rallied gun owners in Boston. Bring Bruin to Boston. That was the name of the rally, and uh, Charlie Cook was there. We'll talk about it with him. Here in just a moment, right now, though, Biden's America, it is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch meat next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that is why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co., at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. And now let's talk about that uh, Bring Bruin to Boston rally with Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie, who, yes, of course, he joins us from behind the wheel. Take a look and a listen. Charlie, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. It's great to see you behind the wheel as usual. Here at the home office, right? That's right. <laughs> Do you? And I, I'm curious. Do you say tally ho every time you start your car, or is that just <laughs> that's just when I'm shotgunning with Petrolino? <laughs> okay, all right, good to know. Well, you weren't shotgunning with our buddy John yesterday. You were uh, amongst uh, hundreds of modern day Minutemen and women uh, at the Boston Common, uh, warning that the gun controllers are coming. Right? Uh, it, tell me about this uh, rally to bring Bruin to Boston. So it was a great, uh, great event put on by the Gun Owners Action League. Uh, they've been pushing it for for probably three weeks. I've seen so many things on social media about it, but it was the opportunity to get together to get everybody in the Boston Common to rally. And then uh, after they had some uh, some rallying and some speeches, a lot of people went over to the state house to talk to the representatives about the nonsense of HD four four two zero. Yeah, this and I know that, you know, you went to a couple of these um, listening sessions that were held in advance of forty four twenty. Right. And this was billed as, oh, we're just we're updating our our gun laws. We we, we got to comply with Bruin. Um, the chief sponsor of 4420, Michael Day, was a guy who's not been awful to gun owners in the past. He's been somebody that I think, you know, goal could work with on some things. But holy moly, what emerged from that listening tour? I mean, this was a hundred and forty pages of we're going to take away your right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, his objective was to to make the the licensing process and make the gun laws easier. And he really did that by saying, no, you can't have any um, and you can't take them anywhere. So forget it. 
Yeah. And, and since then, I mean, you know, obviously, as you well know, living in Massachusetts, I mean, the the opposition from gun owners and then you had law enforcement come out. You had a couple of police chiefs by name. I think you had the police chiefs association. Basically, they said this is garbage. I mean, here and they just they one of I think it was the chiefs association actually had a um, a pretty lengthy examination of all of the problems uh, in forty four twenty. So they were trying to get this passed before they went on August recess. The opposition, I think, overwhelmed them. They end up pulling this bill. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna tweak it. Uh, the Senate, meanwhile, says well, we're working on our own package. So now everything's sort of up in the air, right? You don't really know what it is that the anti-gunners are trying to do behind closed doors. Yeah, we we absolutely don't. There's there's nothing more on forty four twenty that we've heard about. We know that the Senate's working on something, but we don't know what that something is. It it could be. It, I, I what well, I guess my biggest fear is that they're going to give the police the opportunity to carry off duty. And then the police will be like, well, you know what? It's not so bad. And then the police will support it. And then they'll be like, hey, the police are supporting this. Let's go through with it. So that's that's really what my biggest concern about it is. And I think that's a legit concern. Um, I would hope that that's not the case. I mean, again, the uh, uh, Chief of Police Association report documented some of the uh, some of the many problems that, you know, non-law enforcement would uh, would have to deal with as well as the unfunded mandates for police departments and trying to enforce all of these new provisions. So I, I would hope that there's still enough in there. I mean, frankly, you know, what we saw in New Mexico when Governor uh, Luan Grisham uh, had her unconstitutional order, uh, you can't carry in Albuquerque or Bernalillo County anymore. You know, we saw the sheriff of Bernalillo County, we saw the police chief in Albuquerque, the district attorney in Bernalillo County, ultimately the attorney general of New Mexico all say, hey, you know what, we're not enforcing this. Um, and I'd like to think that the same thing is going to happen in Massachusetts. Maybe not the attorney general. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, del- right. I'm not delusional. Okay. Uh, and probably exactly. not the Suffolk County DA, but, um, it, it does seem to me like they have kind of stirred up a hornet's nest mm. with this legislation and people are on guard. They're paying attention now in a way that maybe they weren't, uh, you know, six months ago. Oh, sure. I mean, look, we we're, you know, we have a lot of closet gun owners and people that don't want to speak out about things. And, and I even talked with some of the people yesterday that they said, oh, we wanted to come. I mean, they came up with a list of excuses and it's the whole why are they doing it on a Wednesday? And the answer to that is we're doing it on Wednesday because they're in session. We can't go talk to them on Saturdays when they're not there. And then it turns into, well, I don't want to put a sign in my yard because I don't want my neighbors to know that I, that I own guns. Uh, OK, well, <laughs> you, you got to do something. You know, you've got to write. If you're not going to put a sign out, you've got to write to these people. If you're not going to, if you're not going to write to them, you need to go to. You need to go to the rallies. You need to to donate. You need to do things to to back this, so that when this does get to some sort of a court case, then there's people and and funds that are able to fight this. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, uh, I you 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 were there in Phoenix for the gun rights policy conference, um, and I think you were there when I talked at uh, AMCON. On yep. a Friday night, because uh, I was sad that our internet connection didn't allow you to ask me a, a smart ass question afterwards. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I talked about that speech that Charlton Heston gave at Harvard Law. Uh, I think it was 1999, where he, you know, talked about this being a civil rights fight and said, "Listen, as gun owners, you you will have to face some discomfort at at times. I mean, look at the civil rights activists of the 1950s. Now, we don't have to face police dogs. We don't have to face fire hoses, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, but you do need to be willing to stiffen your spine a little bit and yeah, let your neighbors know 
that you're a gun owner and you're a Second Amendment supporter, that you're standing up for the exercise of this civil right. And I would like to think, I mean, look, this is the time. We can't, you, you can't say, oh, I'm going to get off the couch a year from now or two years from now. It will be right. too late in Massachusetts. Um, yes, kick in those monies to, you know, Gun Owners Action League or Commonwealth 2A or all of the groups that are going to be, you know, uh, filing lawsuits after whatever passes, passes, because I'm assuming that something is going to pass. But it, 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 this is not a time to be silent. So thank you for gently prodding and, uh, and <laughs> nudging those reluctant gun owners that, you know, yeah, it, it is the time for you to actually start using your voice here. Yeah, you know, it really is. I've got one of my one of my good friends that I get to get uh, to, together with and have dinner with. Um, she's got a gun license. She's got a gun. She's she's only has one hand gun. And I told her, I said, look, you need to write to your politicians about this because they want to put serial numbers on magazines and then they want you to register the magazines you have. And she says, do I get grandfathered in? And I said, nope. You do not. So if you're not paying attention to this and then you don't do this nonsense, if the nonsense goes through, you're going to become a criminal. You're going to become a felon by doing nothing, uh, by not putting a serial number on a number, uh, serial number on a, on a magazine that you currently have. And, I, you know, trying to trying to get uh, trying to find an analogy for this. To me, it's like taking your car and putting on a different VIN number. Like the magazines don't come with serial numbers. Right. And if you put one on there and then say, well, this is the this is the serial number for this one. One, how do you know that you don't have the same serial number as someone else does? But but you're not in the business of of um, of putting serial numbers on things. And then if you do put the serial number on it, could that be somehow defacing it or changing it? Or are they not going to you know hold some sort of a warranty on this? Or could you be, you know accused of manufacturing a firearm because you're putting a serial number. I mean, this is how ludicrous some of this stuff could be. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I, I suggest everybody use the uh, code FUHD4420 <laughs> as your serial number for your magazines. That that would be my suggestion, by the way. Um, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other thing that um, I, I think we need to be paying attention to, when I talked to Jim Wallace uh, a couple of weeks ago and I asked him, you know, well, what's the status? He still thinks that that both the House and the Senate are going to try to do something by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it's almost October, right? So we're running into that same situation that we ran into back in the summer when they introduced this bill. We're going to get it as quickly as possible. We want to ram it through. We're going to be dealing with a time crunch. If they really do want to get something done by the end of December, again, are, are, are we going to have time to look at this bill? Are we going to have time to digest everything that comes out of you know the House and the Senate here? Um, and are they going to just try to ramrod this through the legislature it. once again? It's probably going to be very Pelosi where they say, we'll have to just sign it to see what's in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> exactly. I mean, it's it, when it's when it's done with the smoke and mirrors and it's done quickly and just, ah, let's sign it. Let's pass it when no one's when no one's looking. Let's do it in the you know, on a weekend when everyone goes away. This is this is the sham that all of this is, you know, yeah. it's it's all it's all. <laughs> Maloney, <laughs> malarkey, as uh, yes, that uh, guy from Delaware likes to say. Yeah, it's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> uh, it's a wicked pissa, as uh, we would, you know. Right, that's <laughs> it what is it is, and it, and it really is a wicked pissa. It really is. Oh, um, so, listen, you, you know, I, 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 I hope that folks follow your advice. If you are in Massachusetts and you're listening right now, contact your state representative, contact your state senator, tell them 
your experience, you know, don't, don't write some form email, personalize this a little bit, tell them how these laws would impact you. Um, will it make a difference? You know, depending on who your lawmaker is, maybe not. Um, but gun owners, you all have already done something that I didn't expect to see in Massachusetts. You, you derailed that initial push over 4420. So people need to have hope. They, they need to have, you know, a little bit of faith right now that their efforts will pay off because it happened a few months ago. And, and I do believe that there is a chance to uh, if not derail these gun control bills completely, um, at least get them to a point where the Second Amendment isn't obliterated. There's still going to be constitutional challenges. There's still going to be issues. I know there's still going to be lawsuits, but now is the time to stand up, speak out and fight for your rights. Absolutely. This this stuff is not going anywhere. It's going to come back and it's going to look like something else. And um, people, you know, people will say, what happened to 4420? Well, it's now got a different number. Um, it, maybe it's going to have a different name to it, uh, but we still need to get what whatever this is that they want to do. We have to keep the uh, keep the energy and the momentum going. And people have come out that are not gun owners that said this is you know, we're not anti-gun, but this is a little bit too far. You can't you can't make people go through all of the training requirements and it's going to cost more money. It's going to cost more time uh, to have more training and then turn around and say you can't carry anywhere. Well, that, that defeats the purpose of of showing some sort of proficiency and and doing an active uh, an active shooter course and then saying, OK, you got an active shooter course, but you can't carry anywhere. Well, well, then what did I do this for? Why did I spend the time and the money to do this? And if they want us to to not do that so that we can't carry anywhere, so we won't carry anywhere because we're not going to be allowed to. This is this is a this is baloney. It's a yeah. bunch of malak. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely is. And and when we get um, the new legislation or the the revamped legislation from the House, um, I want to have you back on. I want to go through some of the particulars because you know, as a gun owner and a farms instructor in Massachusetts, I think you're in a unique position to to talk about the impact uh, that uh, that these provisions would have. But uh, in the meantime, Charlie, thank you so much for uh, carving out a few minutes from your busy day to talk with us. It's always good to to. see you, and I hope I get to see you in person again uh, in about a month or so. In in about a month. Uh, I want to say congratulations on the Journalist of the Year at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. That's, like I said, you are the gold standard that everyone else tries to to be like. So congrats congrats on that. Thank you very much. I I really appreciate the kind words, Charlie, and uh, the check is in the mail. So uh, thank you very much. (laughs) Hey, man, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk again very soon. Thanks. Charlie Cook with Riding Shotgun with Charlie joining us here on Baron Arms Cam and Company. Well, my thanks to Charlie for joining us on the program. And my thanks as well to all of the gun owners who, you know, rearranged their schedule, took time out of their day, um, made the effort to get to Boston. I know it's not easy holding a midweek rally, but uh, the hundreds of folks who showed up in attendance, thank you uh, for doing that, for speaking up, for standing up, for, again, making those sacrifices to be there. Uh, for that rally. We're going to be talking, by the way, more about what's going on in uh, Massachusetts next week. Jim Wallace of the Gun Owners Action League will join us on the program. Right now, let's turn our attention to today's armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. Actually, before we get to that, you know, Biden's America, it is crushing. As you've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Again, just check out uh, your receipt the next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. Truth is, you need a plan. You know it. 
And I know it. And that is why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-timing 5,000 winner, 2022 company of the year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. All right, now let's get to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We will start there. You know, one of Baltimore's, uh, it, it, it's, it's sad because Baltimore may very well see fewer than 300 homicides for the first time since 2015. That is the good news. The bad news is that violent crime and homicide still unconscionably high in Baltimore, Maryland. And you may have seen the uh, story of this uh, 26-year-old tech CEO who was murdered uh, in Baltimore. Well, police have made an arrest. And as it turns out, the uh, suspect not only linked to an earlier arson and rape just a couple of weeks ago, but uh, based on what I'm reading, this guy should not have been out on the street, should have been behind bars. 32-year-old Jason Billingsley, taken into custody, charged with first-degree murder, assault, reckless endangerment, and other charges after police uh, accused him of killing Pava LaPere, the founder and CEO of Ecomap Technologies. Now, according to WBAL, um, Billingsley was released from prison in October of 2022, not on parole, The Maryland Department of Public Safety and Corrections says that he was placed on mandatory supervision release. That release included good time credits. He was placed on the sex offender registry, was recently listed as non-compliant, according to WBAL. He was supposed to re-register this month as directed, but he didn't. Now, as it turns out, back in 2015, Billingsley pleaded guilty to a sexual offense that happened in 2013. Court document. So the victim claimed that uh, Jason Billingsley told her he wanted to have sex with her. He then punched her in the face, placed his hands around her neck, told her she was going to do what he said, or he was going to shoot her. This was, again, sexual assault. A judge sentenced Billingsley to 30 years in prison in 2015. But he turned around and suspended 14 years of that sentence. So in 2015, Billingsley ultimately received a 16-year sentence for first-degree sex offense, assault, and false imprisonment. He had previously been charged with beating and assaulting an ex-girlfriend, pleaded guilty to that charge in 2011. 2009, he received a suspended five-year sentence for assault and was put on two years of probation. But again, even if half of that 30-year sentence had been suspended by the judge, And Billingsley was supposed to serve 16 years. That was eight years ago. And so, again, basically for every day behind bars that Billingsley didn't commit another serious offense, he got a day knocked off of his sentence. And so a 30-year sentence turned into 16 years, turned into eight years, and Billingsley was back out on the streets when uh, LaPere was murdered earlier this week. Uh, You know, Maryland lawmakers, the Democrats in charge anyway, we've got no problem going after lawful gun owners, right? We just saw the carry killer legislation that uh, was approved. It's now the subject of a lawsuit uh, in federal court. And they have rejected 
Maryland Democrats have, rejected calls to fix the criminal justice system, to, uh, again, uh, uh, apply some actual consequences to violent crimes, to provide truth and sentencing, things of that nature. They've resisted. They've actually gone in the other direction. And sadly, stories like this are the result. Now, today's Armed citizen story, Midwest City, Oklahoma, where uh, police say a man was shot by his estranged wife's boyfriend at a home where the uh, man was not supposed to be. Uh, Justin Breeden's a neighbor. He says, I thought it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Uh, officers called out to the scene near uh, Reno Avenue and Midwest Boulevard around 1145 Wednesday morning. Breeden says it's generally pretty quiet in the neighborhood, but uh, according to an affidavit filed by Midwest City Police, the homeowner heard a noise there Wednesday morning, went to investigate. When he went into the hallway of his home, he found a stranger, well, at least a stranger to him. Uh, that man now identified as 34-year-old Mauricio De La Rosa, began shouting at the homeowner, then moving towards him. Uh, Justin Breeden says, my neighborhood's quiet. My neighbors are quiet. Nothing like this ever happens around here. It was a shock. Homeowner went back to his bedroom, grabbed his gun. When De La Rosa opened the door to that bedroom, that is when the homeowner shot him in the chest. De La Rosa then ran from the home, collapsed nearby. Police took him into custody and transported him to the local uh, hospital there in Midwest City. Homeowner's girlfriend identified De La Rosa as her estranged husband. She told officers that De La Rosa only knew she was seeing somebody, but she hadn't given him any personal details. Uh, the homeowner and the uh, the woman said that De La Rosa should not have known uh, the address. He had not met the boyfriend before. She also told authorities that he'd been calling her repeatedly, but she hadn't answered. And according to, I believe this is a KFOR TV in Oklahoma City, uh, when officers looked at her phone, they found over 170 calls from De La Rosa to her between 12.30 Tuesday afternoon and, uh, again, roughly you know 11.30 Wednesday morning. Uh, De La Rosa is still in the hospital recovering from his injuries. He's also uh, charged with uh, first-degree burglary as well as stalking. And um, we'll keep our eyes on the situation, see if there are any more uh, details. But I, I am so glad and so grateful that this uh, homeowner was prepared to protect himself uh, when this angry stranger, to him anyway, showed up in his home and threatened him harm. Now, finally, today's good deed of the day. In the right place, at the right time, well, unable to do the right thing, a, a bus driver and two students in Alabama who helped save the life of an elderly man who could have burned to death. And these are the uh, heroes in question. Uh, Joshua Ledlow, who's a, a senior. Chris Landers, who uh, drives a bus. And uh, Riley Reed, a, a freshman in White Oak, Alabama. Chris Landers uh, had been driving her uh, bus route in Colbert County for more than 10 years, according to the uh, Times Daily, but had never encountered what uh, she and these students ran across on September 20th. Uh, Landers was serving as a substitute driver for the uh, school system that day. You know, a lot of school districts are having real trouble uh, retaining and finding bus drivers right now. And she had just dropped off some kids uh, early that Wednesday afternoon. So as they head up a little hill, she sees black smoke coming from a home. And then she saw flames that were licking the uh, area of the carport in the eastern side of the house. And underneath that carport, she saw a man in his motorized wheelchair. She said, I immediately stopped the bus. I tried to call 911. And then I saw him in the scooter and he couldn't get any. I saw he couldn't get any further because of the debris. She said, I couldn't get a signal on my phone. 
And so I turned and I asked one of the high school kids to call 911. I opened the door to the bus and I ran towards the house. Uh, 83-year-old Russell Marler is the uh, individual who was in danger. Uh, He leaned forward. He actually fell to the ground. She said the heat felt like an oven. As soon as I got off the bus, I ran up to him and I pulled on his hand. But he's a bigger guy than I am and I couldn't pull him very far. So Landers looks over her shoulder to ask for help and she sees Riley Reed and Joshua Ledlow who are already there. They're already off the bus. Um, Ledlow told the Times Daily, we were sitting in the back of the bus and we saw the smoke and then the fire and we got off the bus to help. He said it was just a reaction. I pulled on his left arm. Riley pulled on his right arm to get him out into the yard. Uh, Riley Reed says he and Ledlow first attempted to pull Marler's arms, but his burned skin actually just peeled away. So they grabbed his wrists and began pulling him to the middle of the yard to safety. Riley Reed says, the Lord is working through me. I was his helper that day. You can be as calm as you want when you know the Lord's there to protect you. So after this elderly man was pulled to safety, Landers and Reed and Ledlow returned to the bus. Times Daily reports they were welcomed with a round of applause from the other uh, kids there. Riley Reed says, I didn't do anything. I was just there to help. I I, I wish that I knew we weren't so on, on unlimited time so we could pull them further away from the house. Well, they pulled him far enough. Marlowe's life was saved. He is currently uh, at the uh, UAB Medical Center. He's gone through the first of what the Times Daily Reports will be at least three surgeries, and he may be in the hospital for a month, but he is alive. He is breathing, again, because of the quick thinking and the fast actions of a high school senior, high school freshman, and a substitute bus driver, Joshua Ledlow, Chris Landers, Riley Reed, We thank you for your very, very good deed. Now, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I do want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. Uh, Just a programming note, we will not have a show on Monday, but I will be back on Tuesday of next week, and we'll be updating BearingArms.com throughout the day. Just have a little bit of a scheduling conflict uh, with the show on Monday. So, full schedule at BearingArms.com. Cam and Company returns next Tuesday. Looking forward to being with you. Uh, In the meantime... Don't forget to check out the website. Make sure you're staying up to date on all of the latest 2A news uh, and information from all across the nation. And if you like what you see, I would encourage you to become a VIP or VIP Gold member. Just go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. We're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else because your support really matters, and it truly does make a difference. So thank you again for your support. All right, until we talk again, be well, be safe, and be free.